and welcome to another edition of the Bullheaded Podcast. I'm your host, per usual, Sean Tyson, here with Zoo and Peewish. How are you fellas doing? Doing all right, man. Thank God, as Zoo said, pre-production for Christian McCaffrey, mm. virtuoso. Man's got 20 touchdowns with three games left. He's hitting that 25 touchdown mark, boys. Rushing and receiving, of course. I think he's got yeah. like 13 and 7 or 12 and 8, respectively, uh, leaning towards the rush. But screw Darnell Mooney, man. He had that thing in his lap. That hail mary, ah, that yeah. hail mary. Hail you know, mary. let's let's be honest. It's probably be better that they lose, get a better draft pick. But man, <laughs> I just wanted to beat the Browns so bad. They they look good in the first half, man. But man, Joe Flacco. I know we might talk about him a little mm-hmm. bit later, man. But he's been real nice coming out of his damn near retirement and uh, <laughs> saving this Browns team that was looking for a captain of their ship, man. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Joe Flacco coming out of retirement and throwing dimes like he haven't Kurt he Warner football. Kurt like, Warner legit. style. Yeah, it is incredible what he's pulled off. But Christian McCaffrey, man, biblical performance, biblical performance, man. Yeah. With almost a full point people, I know he had a forty piece, man, half point, yeah. thirty nine points. Thank yeah. God, thank God, thank God, because my team really shit the bed. Really, really shit the bed. A couple of going. Yeah, a couple of bad – yeah, a lot of guys getting a lot of donuts and two-point performances. So, Christian McCaffrey, carry the load, save my franchise to advance to the Final Four in my work league. I got to get it done, beat my boss. It's a good, good feeling. Oh, man, he's going to take it's away your good. pay if you beat oh, him. Oh, dude, first thing I saw him today, I'm like, yo, Christian McCaffrey, he couldn't even hate on him because he has him in another league. Couldn't even hate on him. Nope. He's that good. He's that good, man. But shout out to Christian McCaffrey for saving my franchise. And I'm ready for I'm ready for the playoffs, Final Four, baby. I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's go. It's a big week. It's a big week. Yeah, man. I've definitely been on my fantasy bye. Shout out to Jalen Hurts. You know, I hope he gets his sick game out of him, and then oh, he's yeah. ready for the next week. And hopefully, he can lead me to a playoff. Uh, I don't know. My championship's gonna be tough in my one eight man league. I'm not gonna lie. After seeing some of the scores this week, uh, watching it, but we'll see if Jalen Hurts is able to pull through for me. But uh, speaking of Joe Flacco, he'll be coming up later in the pod. But the one thing we can all agree on with this NFL season has just been the injuries have altered every team. I, I mean, yeah. probably half of the league in the uh, half of the league has experienced either a quarterback injury or injury to a star player. And um, you know, looking at the quarterback position, I kind of asked the guys, you know, what are I guess some teams that they're record wise, and I think all the teams I said are currently in the playoffs right now yep. so with the colts Bengals, and vikings i asked them just off <laughs> aesthetically looking at these teams how they would perform in the playoffs not about you know do they deserve it none of that stuff aesthetically how does it look who do you not want to see in the playoffs quarterback wise and the people show will start with you who do i not want to see in there yeah man you know I, I i'll say this Anybody that's known me since about pre-COVID, I've been a huge Gardner Minshew fan. I think he's one of the funniest guys in the league. Man's broke his hand on purpose with a hammer just to stay in college and have some more beers and just enjoy his time (laughs) there. Not assuming he'd ever make the NFL. Well, hey, man, he came out kind of hot. I think it was in 2020 uh, on that Jaguars team. He, he, He proved that he was a viable backup quarterback. And he's come in in a year where I don't think the people had a lot of expectations for the Colts. You know, I think the surprising thing for them has been their defense is actually a top six fantasy defense this year. Obviously, take it for fantasy. And, uh, you know, their division is a little iffy, so they got a couple gimmies each, each uh, you know, couple games. But 
I I just don't like watching him play, man. I I really don't <laughs> like watching him play this year. He's ve- he's playing very safe. He's game managing. I understand that that's what you got to do. Zach Moss has faltered a little bit the last couple mm-hmm. weeks, but he's still a quality back. They're getting JT back potentially with Zach Moss injuring his shoulder. There might be a little bit of switch back to the JT starting role. But man, other than Pittman, I just can't stand watching him throw to anybody, man. Josh Downs, I thought he was going to have a better year. Not really doing as much. He had a nice little start, definitely quieted down. And I think it's because their defense has been playing so well. They're running the clock, just kind of managing the game. Um, As for the Vikings, man, oh, man. First we thought it was Josh Dobbs was going to be the savior of this team, right? And then he just kind of imploded. And now we're seeing Mullins, who actually had a pretty damn good game last week, got Jordan Addison involved. I think he heavily benefited from Justin Jefferson being back. And now – you're forcing teams to really respect both guys as well as the guy running up the seam in TJ Hawkinson. So I think Mullins has the best weapons out of these three teams. But, man, there's something about Jake Browning, man. There's something about Jake Browning. He just lets it fly. He's got two. Zoo, I know you're not a fan of him, but he can be a number one wide receiver in this league. T. Higgins had a monster game last week, only four catches, but he made him count two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we know Jamar Chase injured. I'm not sure if you guys know the exact timetable, but I've heard missing a potential little bit of time, maybe a week or two. Um, could be a little bit longer. But I I, I just want to watch this Bengals team in the playoffs. I think they're always dangerous. We know what Joe Mixon can do if they got the offense flowing. Jake Browning is willing to take shots. I think he is the highest upside of these three quarterbacks. So, yeah, I, I, if, I'm, if I'm ranking them, I don't want to see the Colts in. I wouldn't mind the Vikings, but they are an NFC North rival, so I ain't going to root for them. But, man, I just think the Bengals, they they deserve it. But obviously take into account that the Vikings do probably have the best lock-in possibility of getting into the playoffs just because the NFC is a little bit weaker and bottom-heavy compared to the AFC. So I think the Colts are really going to be vying there with, like, the Texans, uh, the Bengals. uh, The Bills are obviously still in question at 8-6 and as well, coming off a nice, huge win against the Cowboys. Um, so, yeah, so it could be tough for the Bengals, but if I'm – you're talking about aesthetics, I'm trying to watch the Bengals, and I'm not trying to watch the Colts. Man, I completely agree, man. This kid, Jake Brown, this is the thing. He's a rookie. Mm-hmm. So we don't know his upside right now. He's like, so true. he's coming in. We don't know his downside. We don't know his upside. We haven't seen the range of outcomes, right? Like, you got a guy like a Mullins, like, like yeah been a backup quarterback for a while like yeah. he didn't look that impressive like he threw two interceptions like one was god awful so like we've seen the ups and downs with some of these like Gardner Minshew you know what Gardner Minshew is like he's yeah. a nice steady backup quarterback that could come in if a guy gets injured and just be eh, well just a little average maybe a little below average starting quarterback like yeah. just be a nice little as you said game manager yeah with this browning even in the pocket he can move a little too yeah, he can move a little. I like his pocket yeah. presence, man. When when the people get in, he doesn't get sacked and take major losses. Like he can move a little in the pocket. He's his eyes are always looking downfield. Like with Joe Burrow's out, like I thought this this Bengals team was going to be irrelevant mm-hmm. since Joe Burrow's pretty much saved his <clears throat> franchise, coming in as the number one overall pick. But th- this is why you always draft quarterbacks because just in case, because injuries right now, like we, I, I I have not remembered a season like this with the number of injuries to the quarterback position, mm-hmm. like especially with the physicality of the game, they're trying to like protect offensive players, but quarterbacks are getting knocked in and out right now. So having drafting this guy to come in and ball out, they haven't really missed a step. Cause I remember when he came in and had to play against the Ravens, 
mm-hmm. an elite defense. This is probably the top two with the Browns, like up there with the Browns, yep. top two, top three defense. Even though he threw a pick, he looked good. I remember yeah. watching that against the this is the Ravens, and like he he didn't look that sure because that's just Burrow's out. You come in, try to lead the offense, no time to like adjust or whatever. He came in mm-hmm. and he immediately looked good, even outside of the interception. I'm like, okay, that happens. Like I watch him play, I'm like, okay, this guy passes the eye test and the numbers. Like, he got seven touchdowns, three interception. Like, Not got bad. over over seventy percent completion percentage, and like you said, like. This Bengals team actually got some tools. Obviously, we all know about Jamar Chase. And you guys like T. Higgins. He's a nice little beta. I alpha dog Jamar Chase now. Beta is crazy. Yeah, he a beta. That's crazy. T. Higgins beta. God, oh. Yeah, that's all, that's all I got to say. T. Higgins a beta. is a nice beta. You need, you, need, you need a number two on the team. That's true. And then I want to shout out to running back. This this kid, J- Chase Brown. Yeah. He got, he got a little juice in him. Like, we see this trend right now in football. Like, the smaller running back with the speed. As like yeah. uh as a change of pace guy, like Jalen Warren, yeah, Jalen Warren, Keaton Mitchell, like he Spears, his ACL, like oh, Tajay oh. Spears, like yeah, yeah, that injury is brutal. Torres ACL, so Devon A chain. So you mm. have these change of pace backs, that these smaller built guys that have a little juice in them. Uh, you got the big bruiser and the the guy with the juice. I I like I like Brown. Like Joe Mixon's the bruiser back. He's the goal line back. He's the veteran there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he gets touchdowns. Like I don't know if you saw Joe Mixon's touchdown run they had because he got hit. And he was still able to push through. Yeah. So with like with, with Jacob Brown, like that offense is still legit. And as you mentioned, like the Colts. And I'm sorry, that, that, that it's just not a good team. Like I know they Pittman. got I I know they got a nut. Yeah, like Pittman their record is a lot better than I thought would happen yeah. this year. Like. Like you got a bunch of like eight and six, like like that division is just mediocre. It's just Damn mediocre. It's just, it's I think Texans are eight and six too. Yeah, Texans so are, are eight Jags. and six. Yeah, Jags are eight and six. Like I, I already told you, I'm out yeah. on the Jaguars after the. I, yeah, the high, I'm, telling you. I'm telling you, like I'm telling you, like that just scares me. So I'm out on him. Obviously, he's trying to power through, trying to play his best, but he's not a plus Trevor Lawrence right now. He's like he's like a he's pretty, he's been awful. Yeah, like the, he has a fumbling issue. Like this one those about Trevor Lawrence. Oh, he just he, dropped. Yeah, like hey, I don't know what that was. Like, yeah. like he got a massive fumbling issue right now. Like the Texans are losing all their good receivers. CJ Stroud had a concussion. Like I am shocked that they got that win. Like absolutely yeah. shocked they got that win. Shout out to them, but they got injuries too. So they're in a very mediocre division, and they're like they're they're points score points against. They're plus one, so right in the middle. So that's a little better than I expected. I had them more of a below average team, but. Shouts to them. They make a nice little cute little Cinderella story with Gardner Minshew stepping in with uh with with AR getting injured every single mm-hmm. play he plays football. Every time that brother tries to run, he gets injured. So the Colts are a cute story, and the Vikings. My God, I, I don't even know what to think about the Vikings. You I go know. from Josh Dobbs who had a nice little Cinderella run, winning these games where he doesn't know a single thing. He gets benched because he played awful the week before putting this Mullins guy in and that guy ain't the answer either like you got weapons like addison who's absolute stud like this guy as a number two option like justin jefferson is back he's a beta yeah he's a beta yeah he uh, i don't know man he might be an alpha thought maybe they got two alphas maybe they got two alphas for a rookie this guy is a touchdown machine bias Recency bias? I don't know. I, oh, I don't know about that. Jordan Addison, this guy. This, as I'm with you on this one. Addison dude, is on my fantasy. Dude, he, he is yeah, a killer. He is an I'm elite. Oh, I, I don't. Getting the great. 
You're forgetting the great T. Higgins seasons that he's had too. Okay, he has some cute seasons, man. But Jordan has his rookie season has been awesome. Like you saw him step in when um Justin Jefferson got her, and this guy took over as the alpha role on the team, even with the TJ like Hawkinson. This week. guy has been a touchdown machine. So they got weapons. This and this guy, Ty Chandler, don't know a single thing about him, but he looked good. He looked he's good. Another bag. Yeah. yeah, like Alexander that, Madison, really, like he should be the number one. Yeah, man. Madison, like his first couple of weeks, just mid, just just a regular RB two on a team, like nothing special. Ty Chandler had a nice, his probably his best game in his career. So we'll see a little more on him. But the quarterback does not excite me at all, man. Give me the rookie. Give me the rookie upside right now, taking over Joe Burrow, filling those shoes in. And not gonna lie, would they? Would Joe Burrow's Bengals right now have the same record as right now as Jacob Browning? If Joe Burrow's was healthy, I think they might have the same exact record one, right they now. They might one one game better. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I think Brownie has been playing yeah. elite football, especially for a rookie. Like, outside of C.J. Stroud, who else can you say is playing that elite of a level as the quarterback position? So, I'm, I'm going to give it to the rookie. Brownie. Huh? Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Washington. I know they're in the playoffs, but that's where Browning's from. So, maybe whoever the head coach is there has got a thing for quarterbacks because he's got Michael Penix coming up and. Penix is definitely yeah. going to be a first-round pick. So, um, me, when I thought of this question, the first thing I thought of was who would I enjoy just if a run – and I know we're going to talk about this later, but if a run were to happen in the playoffs, like say they win two games, I would just rather see Gardner Minshew in the playoffs and his personality. <laughs> I think his personality yeah, his would personality, be more enticing. Yeah. I think everything around that situation with, you know, Anthony Richardson, I know they were up high and the first couple of games, he looked decent to where it's like, oh, we got a little bit of a solid future. But Gardner being battle tested with him starting in Jacksonville, uh, I think he was with Philly for a little bit, just being mm-hmm. around the league a little uh, in different places and stuff like that. I feel like his personality, his team, I think I would trust it more and I would just enjoy it more as a fan because no dude, you know, no disrespect to Browning and Mullins. I will say the skill talent on both the Vikings and the uh, Bengals are way better. And mm-hmm. I guess it's, you could argue if you're looking at it from the opposite side, like, well, look, I'd rather watch a team with better skill talent. But I just think, you know, Browning and Nick Mullins, more so Nick Mullins, I don't think the Vikings have any clue what they're going to do with quarterback. Um, you know, they had Jaron Hall, and I thought it was weird when Jaron Hall was there. I think I don't know if he was injured when Josh Dobbs just got traded there, and that's why they started Josh Dobbs. I'm not Jack sure what that cost. situation was. Yeah. And you just never got really you, – you didn't get a chance to see what Jaron Hall could do because, I mean, I don't know. that I'm not going to sit here and say I'm a scout and know the stark differences between Jaron Hall and uh, the Cincinnati quarterback, Jake Browning. But, I mean, you never know what – the Vikings, maybe if they started with Jaron Hall, maybe he could be having something similar to what uh, Jake Brown is doing because he does have the weapons. And with uh, Jed is coming back around that time, maybe it could have been a different story. And he has Hawkinson, which is ins- which he is insane. Mm. But, you know, I just think Gardner, just from a TV personnel, per- like standpoint and watching him, I think he would just be cooler, a person who I would like to root for. Because Gardner, for me, he is a backup. And we all know that. I think... He truly believed, and it's just probably him as an athlete. I think when Trevor got drafted, I think he truly believed that he should have still been there and been the starter. And, you know, Trevor's struggling right now. We all get it. Like, well, he's been in the league three years, I guess, three years now. And mm-hmm. a little side note, that draft class, if you look back, 
Trey Lance, Mac Jones, oh. Zach Wilson, and now what Trevor's looking like, uh, that draft class is looking pretty bad. It's not looking great. It is not looking great. Uh, but I think Gardner during that time was thinking to himself, like, you know, I still should be the man in Jacksonville. So I think it, he's probably also being freeled because he's guys competitive. He's probably looking down there in Jacksonville like, I know you guys are eight and six, but look at where I got my team and you got you had your savior in Trevor Lawrence. And I don't know if they would if they would. I don't. I get. They probably wouldn't meet up in the playoffs. I doubt it. Like I don't think no, Jacksonville I, would play. Anymore. I think I was thinking. I was just thinking about this. If the Colts were to win the division, let's say, they'd actually yeah. probably end up facing the Browns as okay. the top wild card slot. Which that Colts could win Browns. that game. <laughs> give me the I'll give. I'll take the Browns. But but I, I'll take the Browns. That but it's not like they're, they're not playing in Cleveland. You know. They're, yeah, they, they're, they'd, it'd be on the road. But see, I always feel like, and this is just maybe just me thinking of. December football, January football. I always think when well, you have to go on the road and it's in a dome, I'd rather do that because you're not dealing yeah. with any type of uh outside Louder. elements or anything weird. It's just you both are on like tracks. So it's like if you play well on track, then I feel like I mean, not saying the Browns are a track team, but I'm just I will saying say I'd rather those, be in, um, indoors. That stadium in Lucas Oil gets loud. Yeah. They love their Colts fans. So it's not like it's an easy home field advantage or the mm-hmm. uh, uh, road disadvantage, I should say, but yeah, I don't know. That'd be an interesting match, actually. For sure. But um, just to finish that point, it, it would be just interesting if the Colts were to match up with the Jaguars in uh, the playoffs. That would be a nice little side plot. But speaking mm-hmm. of the Browns, uh, you know, the Browns and the Buccaneers, I guess, preseason had very different expectations. I know Baker coming in, people were just like, okay, he's there. He's going to do his little year in, you know, Tampa Bay, and then we're going to figure out because he's probably not going to be renewed. And, We'll figure out who our real quarterback is going to be. But the Browns are like, okay, we're going to get Sean back after whatever. He's going to come back. He's going to bring us to the promised land. We're going to get to the playoffs and compete. Well, the Browns have stayed status quo and have outperformed since Deshaun has got hurt, thanks to Joe Flacco, who's been there and done that with a Super Bowl win with the Ravens. Or, uh, yeah, Super Bowl win with the Ravens. And then, you know, juxtapose that to the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers, man. You know, I think most people probably two, three weeks ago was thinking like just by default, Atlanta was going to win the division. But then Tampa Bay has just stayed steady. Baker has played good this year. He hasn't been great. He hasn't been awful. He's been steady and good for them. I think he's a quarterback that if he's able to get them to the playoffs, he could, you know, demand a decent contract. So just looking at both scenarios and with them, you know, I think everything's fluid. Stuff can change. But right now they're both in the playoffs. And I was thinking to myself, who is more likely to just go on a run and you look up on January, whatever, and you're like, wait, the Browns are in the AFC championship game? Or wait, the, the Bucks are going on the road to the 49ers to go play them in an NFC championship? Like you're thinking to yourself, like, what's, which one is more possible? And Zoo, I'm going to go and start this with you. Oh, man. For me, man, Baker Mayfield, man. I'm fading you, man. I'm buying the Buccaneers. Yeah, I said it, dude. The really? Buccaneers. Oh, man. Dude, this is such a cute story, man. They beat the Panthers. You know my thoughts about the Panthers. It's one of the worst football teams I've ever seen in my entire life. They beat the Falcons. <laughs> that team's an absolute joke. Arthur Smith, man, shaved the mustache. Going to get fired. Hopefully end of year, man. And then and then they beat the Packers, and that was an ass whooping. That, I, give you, I give you that. That was a good win, even though I told you. The Packers this year, I they're not. I don't think they're a good football team. They had some really no. surprising games where Jordan yeah. Love plays out of his head, but I don't think Jordan Love's – I don't even think he might – he's not even average right now. Like, he has those games where he looks really, really good, yeah. and he has those games he's just look 
Yeah, he's like, playing like a guy who's played yeah. football for the first time. In his yeah, life. so like yeah. legit, some of the games where he looks bad, he looks really, yeah. really bad. So yeah. I don't buy the Packers as being eight. They were below average football team. So they had a nice little three-game winning streak. Baker Mayfield, that game against the Packers, probably one of the best games I've ever seen him play football. He was throwing yeah, absolute dives, man. Yeah, four touchdowns, man. And, and if you look at his season, 24 touchdowns, eight interceptions. It's, Three to it's one. a career year. It's a career year. Career like year. if you look you if you compare that to the his best year on the uh Cleveland Browns, 26 touchdowns, eight receptions, 63 uh completion percentage, like right now 65 QBR. Like his year this year is pretty comparable to the best year of his career. And that was a long, long time ago. That was yeah, that was three years ago. So that's mm-hmm. when he was playing peak football right now. Revitalized his career with this name. Shout out to Mike Evans, Mr. 1,000 Yards himself, helping him out. Yeah. Get another tutty for him. So, like, it's it's a cute, cute story, but they ain't winning nothing, man. They ain't winning nothing. Because if you look at the Browns, my goodness. The, I'm telling the Cleveland Browns have some impressive wins this year. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys remember. They beat the 49ers, which is a team yeah, that has been ass-whooping everybody right now. Like, yeah. Rock Purdy. He's putting up MVP numbers. Like it might have there to do it, is. With, it might have to do a lot with Debo Samuels, yak ability, and Christian McCaffrey. Like the dude could fall on the ground and still get a touchdown. Like, mm. like, like the play calling has been impeccable. So they beat the 49ers. They beat the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, they did. Like they beat, that's because that's one of the I think I mentioned top two defense up with the Cleveland Browns on their defense. Mm-hmm. Lamar's like like his numbers aren't that impressive, but like, he's doing just enough for them on offense. Obviously, right yeah. now, Isaiah likely steps in that Mark Andrews role. That's a heck of a and, catch he had last week. Yeah, and he's been pretty good. Like, he's been putting he's up some extremely up. good numbers. Yeah. He's becoming Lamar's favorite target just out of nowhere. Like, Isaiah likely is one of his go-to guys right now. So, like, beating the Baltimore Ravens. He's what Kyle Pitts should be. Mm. <laughs> True. That's how Kyle Pitts should man, be I'm telling you, it's Arthur Smith syndrome, man. Like he's contaminating <laughs> yeah. Bijan, Drake, London, Kyle Pitts. Yeah. These guys on any other offenses and any other schemes, man, they would be utilized to their full potential. So, like those are just like a couple of wins. I'm like, okay, the Cleveland Browns just they beat some really really good teams, and when you're in the playoffs, you gotta beat some really really good teams. And the Buccaneers, man, they could beat up on some bad teams, man. But it's against good competition. They have absolutely zero chance. Zero zero chance. So like it's a cute story. Like you, you can have some nice wins. You can beat the Titans. Like you can beat the Saints. You can beat the Bears. Like Who the Vikings. Like I'm, I'm just telling you, this is all their wins right now. They beat mediocre no, teams, it. and it's good for them. They're in that same tier, so they could beat on guys that are slightly below them. And shout out to Baker Mayfield. But I'm going with the Cleveland Browns, and just because of the defense and their physicality, even though hmm. they're without obviously without Nick Chubb, like Jerome Ford stepped in. He's been, he's been looking pretty good, enough, but he's yeah, doing he, solid. Like, he, like he's he's a very solid running back. A lot of it's just due to the offensive line being awesome. Yeah. Kareem Hunt mm-hmm. is still a really good goal line back. Like that's one thing he does. He can still get touchdowns. Like when they get in the red zone, they smash it in. And and Joe Flacco is a guy that I question a lot of football teams why this guy was not a backup quarterback because Joe Flacco right now. The I'm Brown, yeah, like mm-hmm. yeah, Jets obviously because he was in them. he was over there. So like I don't know what happened over there. Because, like, Joe Flacco's, like, the third quarterback on the Browns right now. Like, they were starting a bunch of other quarterbacks, but Joe Flacco as the backup look has been looking the best. So, this is a guy that could be a backup on a lot of, on a lot of teams right now. That This guy can still throw dimes. Like, he had a nice, he had a little interception, but throwing the ball downfield, it's still a pretty throw. 
That's a, that's a pretty full. And they got a weapon shoe to throw to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like Amari like, Cooper's have some big games with Joe Flacco. So I'm like, shout outs to him getting you know, the quarterback roulette right now. So go with those Cleveland Browns, man. You know, I'll, I'll I'll agree with you here. I do think the Bucks are the one of the more surprising teams this year. Just to your point, Baker, I was not expecting much, yeah. but they have a three to one touchdown interception ratio with yeah. over twenty touchdowns. Yeah, it's and a high talked, volume too, like we, two thousand plus yards. And we talked about Rashad White, man. That guy's had a coming out season mm. as well. Yeah, career workhorse. year workhorse. They finally got Chris Godwin going again this past week. He had a monster game. I just. I just I agree, and you know what it is for me. They're going to be the the worst division winner if they win the division. Yeah. Which I hate that rule. I cannot stand that. Which God, means, a lot that. of bad teams in division. Which means they yeah. got to face the Eagles or the Cowboys, and that ain't happening. <laughs> All right now, the only thing is they, they would they would get home field advantage, but it's not, like, home, yeah. it's not like it's not like you're playing home field advantage in Buffalo where you're used yeah. to the snow and everything. They get Fire to go down. To the, they get to go down to the pretty ass sunshine, just like you get to. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> Jalen Hurts. Obviously, let's hope he is able to stay healthy. I know he was illness, knee injury, whatever was going on with him, man. Mm-hmm. Let's hope he stays healthy because the Cowboys. I know that they had a rough week last week, but the Eagles are also faltering just a little bit. So that division race is a little wide open right now. There's no surefire with only three games left. So um, yeah, man, I, I'm not leaning towards the Bucks on this one. For me, the Browns, man, they're 2-0 and with Joe Flacco. They're 2-0. and They beat the Jaguars in a nice little shootout-type game. They had a nice comeback win, which I think is just a momentum builder, a confidence booster that Joe Flacco can come in and win you a game. David Njoku oh, has been a monster weapon. lately. He's really filled in that number two receiving role that a lot of people, Sean, I know you and I, thought Elijah Moore was going to have. And to be honest, I thought Elijah Moore was going to have – and, and 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 the thing is, I thought he was actually going to do better with Flacco because they, they played had, together. They played together, and he yeah. actually loved throwing to Elijah Moore in New York. So maybe they will get him involved as teams harp more on Cooper and have to start respecting Njoku a little bit more. But yeah, man, that defense is just ridiculous. I mean, it's scary to watch him play. I'm surprised my Bears put up 17 on him. If I'm being completely honest, they look pretty good in the first half, but this team adjusts. They don't have to blitz that often. They do just to throw you off, but they just have such a damn good pass rush that they can trust for maybe a fifth guy blitzing. But man, yeah, I mean, the only thing that scares me—they've had some weird losses, man. I mean, they took—you know—they—they out—they lost twenty-eight to three to the Ravens, and then they come back and then they beat the Ravens. They lose, they beat the 49ers, they barely beat the Colts, they lose to the Seahawks, blow out the Cardinals, and then they lose to the Broncos and the Rams. The Rams one was kind of, yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, you're just kind of like, man, this team's just unpredictable. They've actually given up a lot of points on defense. They're middle of the pack in points, but they just don't give up yards. And the thing is, is that's due to any turnovers. They're giving up field position a lot. They're having to punt the ball more. But to your point, Zoo, if they end up being the top wild card spot, that means they get probably play the AFC South winner, man. And none of those teams scare me. And that sets up a nice little date. With either the Dolphins or the Ravens, Dolphins the Dolphins will, be Dolphins will be tough because the, we know what that offense can do. But the Browns' defense, we know what they can do, and the Ravens—they've proven that they can beat them. They—they're split this year, but in Baltimore, I'm, I'm very interested to see how that game goes. If they were—if that was to be the matchup, and let's say the Chiefs don't just win out and Ravens falter or whatever, so I'm leaning the Browns. I just think that they have a better chance to get out of the first round than the Bucks do. 
And you never know that it's it's a, I, I believe in more of a crapshoot with the Browns than I do with the Bucks. So I'm also in the Browns. Gonna have to make this a queen a clean sweep. Mm. Um, you know, when I first posed this question, the, my initial thoughts was to go with the Browns. And to all of you guys' points, the defense, man, is suffocating. It's like you said, they don't have to blitz as much. You know, they have Miles Garrett, they have guys on every level. Um and the coordinator just knows how to dial it up and put his defense in the most opportune times to make the best plays. Um, you know, and look at the – which is, you know, like I said, we got three weeks left. But look at the playoff bracket now. You know, Kansas City being a third seed, you know, Cleveland being a fifth seed, Jacksonville fourth seed. It's going to be interesting to see how this all lays out matchup-wise. Because I'm very comfortable just looking at how, to you guys' point, Joe Flacco, He's been there. He has Elijah Moore that maybe he can get going. He has Amari Cooper. You know, you have two backs who are serviceable. They all play their roles. Jerome Ford is kind of the, you know, pass-catching, explosive back. We saw, I think, that game against Pittsburgh where he had that run down the sideline where, like, he was running a 4-2. And then you have Kareem Hunt when, you know, when he gets down to the goal line, he's just going to be able to get the football into the end zone. Thinking to myself, just looking at this bracket, I feel very comfortable with like Cleveland in every game they would play in the playoffs right now with the like with the setup currently. Like it changes, teams are gonna come in and out probably from the AFC, less likely in the AFC, more so in the NFC. But like Cleveland versus Jacksonville, I'm picking Cleveland. Like Cleveland versus Cincinnati, I'm probably picking Cleveland. The only team that I would not pick them against is Mahomes because of pedigree. And Baltimore, but I would be kind of nervous again with Baltimore because that's a division game. So they know you. This is not like a matchup where you play them, you probably played them two or three times in the last seven, eight years. Cleveland knows Baltimore, so they would not be intimidated in that game. So, like just looking up and down, like Miami, cool. They are an explosive offense. But I'm telling you, when it comes to the playoffs, defense always travels. And when you have a quarterback like Joe Fleck, like if this was Dorian Thompson Robinson, he's a rookie, I'd be nervous. I'd be like, I don't know, because he would probably put them in more positions where he's probably have a two turnover a game and a defense can't recover as fast when you have so many turnovers. But like, you know, with Miami, like that offense, I love it. Tyreek and them are explosive, but I don't know, man. I feel like they are street fighters. You get in a you get in a matchup with the Cleveland Browns, they're gonna make it an ugly game. And usually when a team that is used to playing ugly makes it ugly, you know what they remind me of? What was that year when Tennessee was playing? When they got to the AFC Championship game? Mm. What, I can't remember. And they, I think they played – who was it? They played, I guess, the Bengals in the Bengals. AFC Championship game? That's what that's the team that remind me of. Now, Tannehill's a step up from Flacco right now. Well, not right now, but during that time he was. I feel like that's how they were, would play. Like, Tennessee mucked it up, made it nasty. And bingo, there you go. They're able to next thing you know they're in the AFC championship game. So I think hey. the Browns would be and Flacco, former Super Bowl MVP. People forget, man. He led a team yeah. to a Super Bowl and he won the MVP. I'm not saying he's in a the similar greatest, situation. He's not the greatest quarterback of all time, but you trust him more than your average quarterback because he's at he's least a had di- experience. He's a, he's a discount Eli Manning, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got it. Exactly. <laughs> he just manages the game, just man- and he just kills giants. Just manage the game, kill giants. That's what yep. he does. Exactly. Mahomes yeah, so. is next. <laughs> <laughs> Mahomes, buyer beware. Or not buyer beware, but beware of Mahomes. Like, yeah. you know what? I, you don't want to be in a situation for you. Yeah. 
Because they they just Kansas City just looks all out of sorts. I know they got back on track last week, but they just don't look. Rasheed Rice, man, um, he might be a true oh, yeah. nice little yeah. number one. Your wide receivers uh, show up late, so he's been balling. Mm-hmm. He's been balling. Pacheco's gonna have to be the guy for them in the playoffs. He's gonna have to. They're gonna he have to run it 20, 25 times. He needs to be up and down the field and yeah. not make Mahomes a that game manager. A nice but game. so you don't have yeah, to nice deal, 40 deal with a eight yard catch. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And shout out, shout out to uh, Andy Reid for still having Tony on the roster. Because I tell you what, it—he's better than me. He is better than me. <laughs> he is—he is. That's why he's a head coach, and I'm not because he has the patience. I don't. As a fan, if I was a fan of that, I think so. he probably had to go home and eat ten cheeseburgers just to cope with the pain <laughs> of watching him play football. Man. Yeah, you see Patrick Mahomes just raging on the sideline. He's like been extremely emotional about the struggles. Right now, he's got to chill out. Does he like, he, like, I feel like there. all this like animosity and blame. Like he, he doesn't want to blame his teammates, so he's just trying to blame everything else possible. But I yeah, feel he like inside, he's like, man, we keep calling plays for this Katerius Tony guy. This guy a bum. This guy can't catch. He's dropping offsides. Like he's been horrendous. They and it speaks to the receiver help. room. Like what in the hell is behind Katerius Tony to where you don't have enough trust in anybody behind him to put? I mean, he's awful too. He's awful. The only That's thing an indictment. Have, the only thing is Tony, right. you have to respect his speed, which I guess I can understand that. But if right. he can't even catch the ball, what's he going to do? That's, yeah, that's the thing. And, it, and his, his catches guy. turn to turnovers, which is you just that's a double whammy. You can't have that. Yeah, or neutral. The, the Chiefs back. have to. The Chiefs, I don't even know if they got a first round pick this year. Maybe they do. They have to go receiver. I don't want to hear nothing about lineman, D line. I don't want to hear nothing. If they don't go for a receiver, that is going to be an indictment on the franchise because it's mm-hmm. just it's clear. And if you look at all the teams that we're talking about, they all have multiple weapons. I know they got they let go of Tyreek, but dude, go get another receiver. There's so many in the draft. Like, stop with this. And the, we, I mean, Rasheed right, respect, but come on. Let's be, let's be thing, a big boy and, and get a big yeah, boy. Receiver. And the thing is, Travis Kelsey, he's dropping a lot of passes this year. Yep. He is not the Hall of Fame Travis Kelsey we saw last year that was him at his absolute peak. Like, we definitely seen some regression on this guy because this guy has dropped a lot of passes this year. Wait, it's not Zoo, only wait. it's not the only the other receivers like Travis Kelsey has had an off year. Wait, Zoo, are you wait are you referring that that the reason why he's not playing like a Hall of Famer is because he's with Taylor Swift? I'm, no, I'm no, not I'm not referring anything. All I'm gonna say is, like, I'll got, say it. He, no, no, he got a, he got a Hollywood girlfriend. He got the podcast on the side with his brother. It sounds like yeah. he's like setting up for his next actions. Yeah. I'm not gonna say distractions, but he just got other he got other hobbies now. Like football, yeah, other no, distractions. Yeah, he's talking about the pains of his body, like feeling aches and pains. Oh, I'm he's like, setting man. it up. He's setting up like about. They he's, 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 he's up there. The thing is, he's he's old in football age. Like he's 34. So like if you retire 35, 36. That's like I get it. That's like that's very very Wait. reasonable. So his not to say I'm a Hollywood script guy, but like. If somehow Kansas City and Philadelphia got back to the Super Bowl and like Kelsey, you know, Jason Kelsey was able to win, I would not be shocked if they just both retired. Both retired. Just on some like, yeah, oh, Jason you know, Kelsey's old too. He's, and, and, he's, like, he's yeah, older. He's a couple years older. Because yeah. like that would just be the bookends of like both of my sons, you know, his mom, but both of my sons won and then whatever. Just a Hollywood ending. But we'll see with the Chiefs. Like I say, you can't doubt Mahomes, but their receiving core is pretty disgusting. So, yeah. Uh, Getting into our week 16 bets. There is no nobility in poverty. I have been a rich man and I have been a poor man and I choose rich every fucking time.
Gotta start off, man. Gotta, gotta start off with my man P Bush. He finally finally, finally got him a man, number finally two. Finally got him a W, man. Number two, I'm telling you, I'm starting a streak to end the season, boys. Let's do it right now. But yeah, <laughs> man, Rashad White, absolute monster game last week yeah. on both of us rushing and receiving. Him and James Cook are kind of on that, you know, just pseudo wide receiver running back kind of guys. Um, mm-hmm. Two of what you guys would say, probably more so what we saw of Pollard in years past is what these guys have done more successfully. Now, obviously, we got to see if they continue to do it for the next couple of years. But Shad White, nice touchdown last week. Obviously, Raheem Mostert, Mr. Touchdown himself. People forget, man, he's got 17 touchdowns himself. Crazy. McCaffrey's got 20. He's got 17. <laughs> he, I think a lot of people slept on him because of his injury history this year. Yeah. And his age. And his age, but he somehow stayed healthy. Yep. You know who apparently lit a fire under his ass was Steve Smith, man, the old wide receiver for the Panthers. He was like, he came up to him early on in his career and he just said, well, how do you keep getting out of bed and get on the field? He's like, because I still care, man. He's like, age shouldn't matter. And then he's like, from that point on, he goes, I didn't care. I just wanted to win. I want to score. I want to do my job. So Mostert, always a safe bet, but I ain't sticking with him this week, man. I'm going with a hot hand in James Cook against the measly Chargers. The measly Chargers, James Cook. And I'm going with TJ Hawkinson against his former team, wow, the Detroit team. Lions. Tight end. Here's my reasoning. James Cook, the Bills, I've been saying it for years, boys, and I'll say it again. When they decide to run the ball, they can beat almost any team. Yep. And we saw what they did to the Cowboys, who are supposedly a great defense. Oh, and James Cook them. manhandled them. And both the rushing and receiving, he got 25-plus carries, dominated the game. I just think the amount of touches he's getting – has really taken away from Gabe Davis towards the, the latter half of the year. He's been atrocious. He is on waiver wires in most of my leagues. And I just think James Cook is getting way more opportunities. And Stephon Diggs has also been a little quiet as of late. They're riding James Cook, riding Dalton Kincaid, and then the Josh Allen rushing attack, man. And then TJ Hawkinson. I just think that after this Addison game with Justin Jefferson, they have to severely respect at least two of these guys at any given time. And TJ Hawkinson is going to be more of those 8 to 10 to 12-yard routes that are just going to be yeah. more open and comfortable for Mullins. I think they're going to target him in the red zone. They don't want Justin Jefferson to get go and break the big play. Same thing with Addison. These are both big play wide receivers. I'm going to pick the underneath guy who's going to be having those mid-range catches for a touchdown this week for the Vikings because they're going to have to pass the ball if they want to stay in this game. Interesting. James Cook is very interesting. Like with the offensive coordinator, they let go. They have definitely leaned more heavily on the run. Like Josh Allen is throwing a lot less. You see an yep. offensive scheme changing pretty much. Like a hundred yards or something. Yeah, James oh. Cook had a yeah. unbelievable game. Like like Dalvin Cook went off. His his peak is over. His little brother has definitely showed yeah. out and showing people that he's not. He's not like people like we we just associate him as Dalvin Cook's brother. Now, now he James Cook. You know, now he's the brother now. Yeah, now he's the old guy in the that Jets. That was his brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Now, like, that's like the guy in the Jets. Oh, that's that's James Cook's older brother over there. So, got the James Cook making a name for himself, man. But this week, man, last week was brutal. Just absolutely brutal. Because like when when the when the, when the Falcons went up, I'm like, okay, Panthers ain't scoring. Like this team is just awful. And yep. I got I got to give it to Bryce Young and a nice little kilo drive at the end of the game. Beat the Falcons. God damn, the Falcons <laughs> are awful, man. I tell you, this team is awful. I was just picking the less, more awful team, but oh my, I, I still can't believe they lost. Just I don't can't believe the they South. lost. Like, my God, the Panthers are awful. Like, 
like like watching that game was painful. Which was absolutely painful. I was just watching from my bet and absolute waste of my time. Man. Just an absolute waste mm. of my time. It's pretty bleak. It's pretty bleak for the Panthers, man. Yeah. Yeah, they don't have their Not draft really pick. Bryce Young, obviously the rookie. So I still yeah. give him a chance. Like rookies have bad seasons, especially mm-hmm. with the lack of talent alone. Like God. Got rid of the wide receiver one, shipped him out for the draft. Like shipped him out for if you Adam sold high on Adam Thielen, you're a smart man or woman. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. Adam, Adam Thielen finally regressed to the mean because <laughs> first four <laughs> weeks, man, looking like an alpha dog with his numbers he's putting up. But that guy's past his prime, man. Oh, this week is tough. A lot of big spreads, and I'm a little nervous about a lot of big spreads, man. A lot of injuries, too, this week, because there's a lot of asterisks right now, because Tyree Kill, is that brother playing? Mm. It's tough, but I'm going to go with the Dolphins, man. Dolphins minus one and a half against the Dallas Cowboys, man. Ooh. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm leading from two watching two bad teams. Like I'm, I'm making a bet. It's going to be on some good football teams, man. I make my God, that game. I can't believe I watched any minute of that game, man. But you go, I'm talking about this Dallas Cowboys team. This, this is a 50-50 game. I'm just mm-hmm. taking the minus yep. one and a half because the team's at home. And pretty much Dallas Cowboys on the road is not the same team. Like, when they are yeah. when they are in Dallas, absolute domination, right? And I got to give it to them. Beating the Eagles, that was impressive. That was impressive. But they, they, were, they were at home. They were at home. They dominated. And when they played against those Buffalo Bills, man, like I told you, their record is very – I'm telling you, their record for the Buffalo – that is a great team. That record doesn't really show how great of a team that is because if that team makes the playoffs, I would not want to see them in a wild card game. No. I would I not want to see them in a wild card game. And this offensive change, Josh Allen pretty much telling him, okay, let's chill a bit. You don't need to be Superman all the time. Let's lean on the run game, man. Like You only have to throw a couple times, and they were able to dominate. They were able to score 31 times without Josh, Josh Allen – jacking up 40 passing like passes mm-hmm. so like like i said dallas Cowboys they had that one great win over the eagles and a legit playoff team but other than that like miami dolphins this is an elite this is an elite football team I, I'm, I'm putting the asterisk that tyree kill needs to play obviously because the tyree kill is gone like because right now vegas saying tyree kill is playing that he's game. gonna play Cause, yeah because it, if it it would not be a one and a half point spread no if Tyreek was out, because that spread would be even though would Waddle be stepped in nicely last yeah, week. Yeah, Waddle mm. stepped in nicely against like, Sauce. Yeah, like that's the thing. The my the thing thing about Miami is very similar to Dallas. They they just beat up on bad teams. Mm-hmm. They just beat up on talent. Yeah. They just beat up on like a, a lot of turnovers. So like a lot of Raheem Mostert cheap little tutties. They just like run it in. So like they force a lot of turnovers against these bad teams. So it's like two very similar teams. Like. Two elite teams that beat up on bad teams and struggle with like playing against other good playoff teams. Mm-hmm. So right now we're gonna see a nice little nice little game where you see which one's the big better better playoff team right now because they are in very similar situations. Like but remember, like record wise, I think they're within they have the same record. Like they both got 10 wins, they're both in the top of their division. And they both got elite offenses right now. Mm-hmm. And the defense, I know the Dallas Cowboys defense, Michael Parson, those boys, man. Like, I got like the running attack. I don't know, but I don't know about their run defense. Mm-hmm. I don't know about their run defense because right now, I love my boy Devon H and Raheem Moster right now at home with two and Tyreek. Like, That's what I'm is, thinking about. Yeah, yeah. I'm just watching, like, like they, they expose bad teams, but this is a perfect opportunity for them to show out to have a big win because they lost they to the need Eagles. It. They lost to the Chiefs. Yeah, they got to have this game. Like, they, like, 
like they they beat the Jets, whatever. Like the Jets, like they they put up the white flag with Aaron Rodgers. All I hear is Aaron Rodgers needs of him not playing because the season's over. So this is a perfect opportunity to have them as a statement game at home, only minus one and a half point spread. So they and just you, gotta win. You well, gotta beat them by a field goal. Like and you know what, Zoo? This what? is a huge game for the AFC East because if mm. they win this game, it puts the Bills out of reach of catching them, in my opinion, unless tiebreakers go a certain way. But this Bills team just beat up on the Cowboys, and we yeah. can really measure if the yeah. Dolphins yeah. are legit. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the big thing because you know the Cowboys have played on the road at both games, so you could say that it's pretty damn near similar facing both of these AFC East teams. Mm-hmm. And we saw what the Bills did. You better believe the Dolphins are taking a playbook. This might be a beautiful week for Tyreek Hill if you're playing against him. Because I think they're going to try and run the ball down their throats. Oh, I hope you're right. One or two big. Because I'm praying Tyreek scrubs. I I hope you're right, man. Because I'm playing against Tua. I'm playing against Tyreek. So I swear to God, Raheem, the dream, must start, must play. (laughs) Tony Machine, man. That's all I got to say, man. Please, 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 please have him give me a Raheem game. Because I swear to God, man. No A-chain either. No A-chain. No way. Oh, you going against A-Chain too? I'm going against the whole Miami Dolphins offense, man. Thank God she doesn't uh, got Raheem the dream, you. man. Sorry. Thank God. <laughs> hey, I got Christian McCaffrey back here, but she got the Miami Dolphins over there. So I'm a little mm. nervous right now. I'm a little nervous, <laughs> but I ho- I'm hoping you're right. It's a heavy run attack. And I think it might be. Because they're going to try and dominate the ball. You mm, know, dominate possession. possession of the ball. And keep That's going to be a hell of a game. Is that Sunday night? Is that Sunday night? It's no, it's four, four o'clock game. The four oh, o'clock it's main, game. It's the oh, America's yeah. game of the week. America's yeah. game of the week. Yeah. Four o'clock. Nice. Yep. Fox. Yeah. Miss Joe Buck and uh, Troy Aikman on those, man. <laughs> yeah, they don't seem like a. They don't seem like the same type of broadcast. Oh, not a lot. They had a lot of bad games on Monday night. Yeah. A yeah. lot of bad on. That's not the premium games. game. I guess. I, what do you feel? I feel like Sunday and the Sunday four night. o'clock is like the premium. Yeah. Sunday night. I feel like are the premium games. And America's game of the week. Yeah. I feel like those are the premium Sunday games. Used to be Monday, and now Thursday yeah, and Monday are just sorry, man. Just yeah. sorry. I, I, I guess you could say Amazon is probably the worst, and then yeah. it's probably Monday. And then I mean, Monday. they had the Bears Panthers on there. We all know that was just for draft. <laughs> they just they're just trying to get real estate. Not they don't come really out care two birds one with. stone, man. Let's get these bad teams yeah. out of the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what they're oh, doing. Man. So and I, I yeah, want to hear that, that game's gonna be good. That that uh that game is gonna be I. That's a pickup. I think that's a massive pickup, especially if the Dolphins run the ball like crazy. Yeah, and, it's gonna and be, they can. It's a game. Uh, I got burnt last week, man, with Russell Wilson, Sean Payton. Thought Ooh. thought they were going to be able to get on the fast track with Detroit. Laporta, saw blood oh, saw man. a little blood in the water, but oh, I mean, who in the heck would have called Laporta going for three touchdowns? Jared Goff actually man. playing well in a decent game. Um, and that Five that right touchdowns. there is just kind of Five a tell. Touchdowns. Tell the tell. It's a tell telltale sign. Listen, we saw what Denver was at the beginning of the season. I, I really am not sure who they played in that whatever six six out of seven games they won, but you should trust the team that's been the most consistent. And I think the Detroit Lions were the most consistent team. Not think I knew knew they were the most consistent team, but I got caught in my hand in the cookie jar trying to uh ride the hot wave with the Denver Broncos. So um this week. You know, I was looking, I was thinking to myself, like, let me pick a safe game. Let me pick, like, a plus 110 or a plus 107, you know, something easy. Then I was like, nah, this this game right here is a statement game. This is a statement game. Hmm. Massive statement game right here. Uh, going with the Ravens and the 49ers. 
I think this is a oh, massive game. Wow. This is a massive game for both teams. And if you look at both sides where they are, they're both number one seeds. Some might say, hey, maybe looking at a Super Bowl preview right here. So I think the stakes mm. are going to be really, really high. Like it's going to feel like a preview to like this might be coming down the pipe. So I think both teams are going to be on alert. Ravens losing Keaton Mitchell, man. Like awesome. when you think of a guy who's just an explosive, like he's not a chain, but just having a guy who's in his rookie year, explosive, just another option for Lamar, especially with Lamar when he runs around. Like he, and I feel like Lamar this year is like still a quarterback that runs around, but he's not a quarterback that's breaking off like 40 yard runs. He'll nope. get his 15, 10, then he'll just fall. Like that's just what he's doing now. Mm -hmm. So, but having that type of back in the backfield would be useful in a game like this. Um, but, you know, I think Zoo brought it up. Likely, man, he's turning into a down-the-field threat. Um, it is kind of a little bit of a caution because he is still a young guy and he's still trying to find his way in the league. But I do think if, you know, him, Odell, you got Zay Flowers as downfield threats, you know, Odell eating underneath, I think this is a game that they can make a statement. Defense always travels. I'm very like a big believer in that, especially when we was talking about with the Browns. I think Not the defense is going to travel. Um, well, what that's a, that's another thing. I think that's going to be because I, let's see the Eagles. Their defense is their defense now is being kind of exposed as like they're okay, but they're not good. Like I think some people before the season was like this Eagles defense they're going to be like top five. I, you know I don't know. And if you look and I don't know if CMC played in this game, I'm not sure. But when they played against the Browns, an elite defense like that. I didn't see CMC or any of the guys on the San Francisco offense just going up and down the field. That was one of Brock Purdy's like kind of iffy games. And I still think with all my money, the Browns is the best defense in the NFL. I think that's the best defense. But the Ravens are not far behind. So I'm interested to see what they're able to do against the 49ers. Lamar, like I say, his stats are not gaudy, but you know, I think he can take care of the football. I'm just interested to see both teams in this situation. They're gonna rise to the occasion because I do kind of want to see how the Ravens respond because I still think people don't respect them as the number one seed because I feel like people are like they're just there by default because their offense is not explosive. Exactly. Their offense is not explosive. So it's like I think most people are like ah the Ravens are probably going to get molly by the uh, 49ers and that could happen. But at plus 194 I mean we did see the Ravens and I know it's the Lions but they did smack the hell out of like the, the Lions that one game so it's in there I just don't know if they can get to that level, but I think it, they can get to a level where I'm willing to put a little bit of income that is not mine <laughs> on a game where put a little put a little money on that plus one nine four. I think bet was it bet three sixty five. I don't know if you guys have ever used that. Yeah, I've seen plus two hundred there. Uh, yeah. They got the highest odds at plus two hundred right now, but. I don't know, man. I think the Ravens are in a situation where, look, we want to prove we're one of the elite teams. Mm. And I think going, I think making a statement, I think it's a Sunday night game. Sunday night game? I don't Monday, know. Night Sunday night, Monday night, Monday night, Monday night. Monday night football. Listen, we, we just dogged the Monday night talk about some. There's no good games, but hey, yeah, there's no, a good there's game a good right one. there. I, I would like to see what the Ravens do on the road, 49ers. I know they're rolling right now, but like you said, to Zeus' point, it's Brock Purdy. Like, Listen, we, we're we're probably hey. going to give the MVP to him, which is insane still to think. But like, it's still <laughs> Brock Purdy, and like he could have a, you know, he could have a, a down week. He could have a down week against his Ravens defense, and you know, like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't like going for the 
even though I should because I've lost like two or three in a row. But I don't like going for the plus 110, the, the safe ones. Plus 194, man. Plus 200. Hey, we'll see. But I'm going to need Lamar. I'm going to need Lamar to keep throwing it to likely because I do like that downfield threat. Even if he's not ready for that moment, just keep throwing it to him. You need one of those Gus Bus three goal line touchdown kind of games, man. That's what you need. Uh, right I, there. I, I don't know, man. Is you, the, who you else talk, is their you, back? Uh, who is their other so. back besides Gus? Justice. Uh, so. yeah. yeah. God. But to your point, against the Browns, Ugh. McCaffrey McCaffrey only had about 60 yards, but of course, uh, still, found the end zone, still found the end zone on a touchdown reception. But that's his worst yeah. game. But they didn't have their linemen, though. That's that was true. the game. Trent Williams. Trent was out. Debo was also out. So. They had yeah. some injuries that game, but McCaffrey, please the God, man. Give me another virtuoso performance. Yeah, I need another one. <laughs> I'm telling you. Tell that Monday night, yeah, this yeah. is the last game of the week. It's going to decide a lot of fantasy football matchups, oh, and it's going to be the last game. I'm going to be sweating balls, oh, man. I got him and Debo. Oh, oh man, mama. <laughs> I need to be down like if yeah. I'm down 30. Yeah, I'll be sweating, man. I'm just hoping games. for a shootout, man. I, I need yeah. Zay to go off. I need CMC to go off. Woo, I'm praying Dude, to God. That's, it's a hell of game. Game. that's a hell of yeah, a game. I'm, I'm praying it because a lot of these primetime games, a lot of blowouts. Yeah. Like, yeah. See, Eagles, Cowboys thought it was going to be a good game. Yeah. Kind of a bad game. So I'm just hoping this is one of those more competitive games because. When those good teams get rolling, they have an ability to The atmosphere out, so. is going to be – it's a Monday night game, but that atmosphere, I think – it's just because I think friend. with it being an AFC-NFC game and it's like this could be a preview, I think that it's going to feel like a – not a Super Bowl atmosphere, but like a playoff atmosphere in that game. So, yeah, okay. we're all hoping for a great game. Uh, and like I said, we'll, we'll see what the Ravens got. So make sure you guys tune into uh, our YouTube channel, Quantro Knows. Make sure you tune into our Instagram, Bullheaded underscore pod, putting all kind of clips up there, whether it's NBA, NFL – uh, you make sure you guys tune into that bullheaded x64 with our tiktok putting the same type of clips up there just doing different types of sounds and animation with that so tune into that spotify apple google podcast is where you can listen to us and for me zoo and peebush we are out <laughs>